4: Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
3: This is Straight Fire with
5: Jason McIntyre. Hey, what's up, party people? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire. Thursday, April 15th, I need to start the show with a public service announcement. Yes, folks, it's my return to Undisputed. I know you've been waiting with bated breath, but tomorrow morning, yes, Friday the 16th, I will be returning to Undisputed. I'll be with Chris Broussard, Lavar Arrington, and Greg Jennings. Should be fun filling in for Shannon and Skip. Make sure to set the DVR. Your boy! Going to be firing on all cylinders early Friday morning. All right, on to straight fire. Obviously, we'll get to the big Nets-Sixers game a little bit later in the podcast. I don't have a ton on that. I kind of like to toggle between NFL and basketball. And I'll just say this for now. Um, NBA regular season is starting to wear me down because primarily nothing's happening except guys are getting hurt. You know, And the NFL draft is now two weeks away, and I'm kind of amped, so I want to focus on the NFL draft. And I think I got a good angle for today. Um, If you follow me on the gram, you know I've been reading this book, The Inner Book of Tennis. It ain't about tennis, self-improvement, all this silly stuff, but it actually is kind of awesome. I've discussed it on this podcast before. Highly recommend the book. No, I'm not getting paid to say that. But it, I think some of the stuff in the book applies to the Trevor Lawrence situation in Jacksonville. And I know what you're saying. What, what, what Trevor Lawrence situation? Well, I mean, Trevor Lawrence is going to be the number one pick in the draft. No doubt about it. And he's kind of getting lost in the shuffle. Nobody's talking about Jacksonville at one or Trevor Lawrence at one because it's a done deal, right? What is there to talk about? Um, I'm not going to sit here and pump up the Jacksonville free agency. It was above average, I thought. I'm not going to say Trevor Lawrence has taken him to the playoffs in year one. But I, I'm going to talk for a moment about this story that came out about Trevor Lawrence and Sports Illustrated. You know, I know Sports Illustrated isn't the magazine that it once was. I, I haven't subscribed to it in decades. In the 80s, Sports Illustrated was everything. Like, yeah, you know, we were subscribers. It was like every every whatever day it came in the mailbox, you I was like amped. Because you didn't have the internet. You weren't as connected to everything. And... I, our, our, we, we grew up in Northern Virginia and we were late to get cable TV. So I had been hearing about MTV, you know, from friends and cable TV and we just didn't have it. We just didn't get it. I think it was like, I was like maybe 11 or 12 when we first got it. So I was still relying on, you know, the newspaper and Sports Illustrated. Sports Illustrated obviously has, you know, gone significantly through some tough times as... Entire media has, but SI had a pretty decent piece on Trevor Lawrence, and it contained something that sort of went I don't want to say went viral, but it got a lot of run on social media on Wednesday. And it had to do with this quote that Trevor Lawrence said. And it, you know, I, I don't see this as a race thing, but a uh, guy I know, Warren Sharp, Sharp Football Analysis he tried to put it out as like a race thing and like I I didn't like what he had done there but um, here's the quote okay Trevor Lawrence to Sports Illustrated I think that's unhealthy just always thinking about that you've got to prove somebody wrong you've got to do more you've got to do better Trevor Lawrence saying that uh, Warren Sharp tried to say well what if Justin Fields said that does he really love football you know and I think that's a bit of a reach I like Warren at any rate this quote from Trevor Lawrence, to me, struck me as a, a, a different quarterback, about a different quarterback. And his name is Baker Mayfield. And if you guys remember, Baker Mayfield came into the league, you know, a bit of a firebrand. He had m- a massive chip on his shoulder the size of uh, Ohio when he came in. And I'll never forget this. Leading up to the draft, I'm doing a Fox Sports Radio show on Saturday. And I say... If, you know, Baker Mayfield is drafted first, it's going to be a disaster. And Baker Mayfield, of course, goes first. But after I said that, Fox Sports Radio tweeted out, you know, and tagged Baker Mayfield. And he favorited the tweet, like, during the radio show. I mean, like, you know, I said it in the opening hour. They put it out, like, 30 or minutes later. And then within, like, two hours, Baker Mayfield had favorited the tweet, and that was, like, a thing that drove him. Not just my tweet, but in general. Obviously, he's had a significant beef with Colin Cowherd, but Baker Mayfield has made it a point that he's going to prove you wrong. I'm going to go out and show you I'm worthy of the number one pick. And, like, he wanted that to drive him, and it dates back, Baker Mayfield, to when he was a walk-on at Texas Tech, And, you know, like the first three quarterbacks got hurt. Baker comes in and is like, whoa, Baker Mayfield, this guy's good. He's putting up some good numbers. And then the other quarterbacks get healthy and the coaches go back to the starter. And Baker's ticked off. Like, what what are you talking about? Look what I did. And so ultimately, you know, he left and transferred. And, of course, you know, his next stop was Oklahoma where he was a superstar. I mean, Baker thrived uh, after transferring and put out monster numbers. He ended up winning a Heisman. Um, and his story is great, but he has always thrived with that chip on his shoulder. That was like his number one thing. I was under-recruited. People never respected me. I was undersized. I was overlooked. And he used that to drive him. And I get that. That's cool. Like, on some level, I understand that. But when you do that in, you know, youth sports and high school and college, okay, that's fine. But doing it in the NFL? And I, I of course, went and said, like, Baker, that's not a good strategy. Uh, You need that inner drive. You can't be out here to prove people wrong. You can't let the noise rattle you and get in your head. And, of course, what did Baker Mayfield do the first couple years? He was a train wreck. Um, Total disaster on the field. And I know they had a couple different coaches and a lot of uh, change um, in Cleveland. And Baker, once he got the new coach, Stefanski, from Minnesota, he came out and said, I've got to stop doing that. I've got to stop favoriting tweets and do less social media and tune out the noise. And I was like, <laughs> he's all grown up, a baker, way to go. This is what's scary about Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence totally realizes this already. <laughs> he's 21 years old. Trevor Lawrence, like, he's seen the light. And I, listen, I'm not going to go overboard and say Trevor Lawrence is going to be the greatest quarterback in NFL history. Um it, it, Listen, the reality is it's going to be very difficult for Trevor Lawrence, A, to be an incredible quarterback. Um, He's going to Jacksonville. He's playing with a coach in Urban Meyer who's never coached in the NFL. It's going to be a challenge. Oh, and need I remind you, in the history of the NFL, three quarterbacks were drafted first, led their team to a Super Bowl, and made the Hall of Fame. Just three. John Elway, Troy Aikman, Peyton Manning that's it a lot of quarterbacks have gone three in the history of the NFL now Eli Manning is probably going to come in at four I think he's a hall of famer we'll see what the verdict says on that but just because you go one it's not a slam dunk that you're going to dominate the NFL there will be pressure and there was pressure on Baker in the first couple of years he did not handle it well but this story on SI about Trevor Lawrence is like whoa This guy's 21. He just got married to his his sweetheart from high school, who, by the way, also was a college athlete. Their kids are going to be pretty darn good athletes. Um, But Trevor Lawrence doesn't even care about other people's opinions about him. That, folks, is staggering self-awareness for a 21-year-old. It is very obvious that when you are that young, impressionable age, you're going to be impacted by what people think about you. You know, me and my buddies, when we would go out in college, and I know some of them listen to this, um, initially we would start out like younger years in college, like, "Oh, dude, that shirt is so tired. You are not getting any girls tonight. Uh, are you really going to do your hair like that? Like, that's that's not a good look. Just don't do... We would joke and make fun of each other, you know, and that, that rib each other. Um, we, we would take shots at each other, but in good nature. A lot of guys do that. And then... Um, Ah, geez, I can't believe I'm going to give this guy so much credit. Junior year, I transferred from Virginia Tech to James Madison. And I started running with some guys I knew from high school who obviously had a bunch of friends. Um, and I latched onto their group. And I noticed early on that we didn't joke around about each other's weak outfits or haircuts anymore. And one of the guys, his name's Dave, he was like, Why are you guys always putting each other down? Like, well, we should be pumping each other up. Like, dude, you're so money. Dude, oh, you look sharp tonight. That's a a great shirt. Can I borrow that? Oh, those shoes are sick. You know, like he was like in the positive mindset. Oh, the ladies are going to love it. And everything kind of changed in our group. We started to be positive. We dropped that negative stuff. There was one guy who was still negative. He's still a little negative, but he's still our friend. Um, And it seems to me like you, not everybody gets that awareness early. Like, you know, you're a high school kid. You're saying dumb stuff. And you get to college, maybe there's a growth—you're starting to grow up a little bit. By out of college, you're in the real world. you got to grow up. Um, It it just seems like Trevor Lawrence really has it together. And his awareness of, hey, man, I don't care about other people's opinions. If the Jags start 0-4 and and Trevor Lawrence is getting totally destroyed by the national media— which is possible. I remember, you guys remember, they went after Jared Goff. They went after Baker Mayfield. Uh, They they will go after you if you struggle. This is what we do in sports media. We build people up and then you tear them down. So you get the, uh, you get the clicks and all the, the great retweets and the likes on the way up and on the way down, you get that as well because everybody agrees with you. It's kind of ugly, but it is, you know, the media industrial complex, I believe is how SI referred to it. And I would say that Trevor Lawrence, you know, I knew a little bit about him when he got to Clemson. I didn't think he would go undefeated as a freshman and win the natty. Okay, I didn't see that coming. But what's interesting is the pressure was on Trevor Lawrence the rest of his career after his freshman year. And, oh, yeah, he went 34-2 and in three seasons at Clemson. Like, I mean, Trevor Lawrence, this guy was incredible. Just an amazing talent. And it seems like nothing really rattles him. Now, I know what some of you are thinking. Well, wait a sec, Jay. We know another steely quarterback like that. Uh, Statuesque in the pocket. Tough runner. Good college pedigree. Very smart. High IQ. And um, he was the number one pick. And he got to the playoffs his first three years. And then he got injured a couple times. And he retired at the age of 29. I'm talking, of course, about Andrew Luck. And... If you don't love football, are you still going to be able to succeed? Andrew Luck clearly didn't love football. And it's like, oh, that's an interesting angle I had not really thought of. Like, Andrew Luck loved, he loved football, but once the injuries hit and there was a ton of adversity and he wasn't the same, I guess his, I don't know if his body was breaking down. I don't know if he's really gone deep as to what happened. But Andrew Luck just said, you know, it's not the, as much fun as it, as it was back in the day. I'm going to retire. And uh, it, that was stunning to me. I, I was shocked. Can I see this happening to Trevor Lawrence? We know that football is everything for a guy like Baker Mayfield, okay? It, it's everything to him.
0: All-State wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage,
1: They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com Colin to see their Michelin, test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret.
5: Some of these guys, you can tell, you go on their social media, and the social media is not a 100% lock as to who these people are. We know a lot of people can fake it on social media, but what you can't fake is the passion. And if every post is about your family, hey, man, that guy's a family guy. That is cool. Respect. If every post is about the football team, man, that's everything. That's his identity. If every post is... um about whatever sport you have or whatever you, your business is if you're an engineer like that's you it's kind of a window now some people do fake it and put all these doctored photos and that's fine um but hey man that's that's for like the young 20 year olds I'm a little out of that uh age range so it's funny because I go on uh my Instagram and and this is still on the Trevor Lawrence topic it's like well if Trevor Lawrence doesn't care about outside noise, but he loves football, he loves his family, he's very religious, like, what is his identity? And and I've grappled with this, like, do you need an identity? If you are in sports media or an athlete, do you really need an identity? Teams sometimes need an identity. They're a running team. They're going to win with defense. They're going to be Cliff Kingsbury, airing it out. Identity is an interesting one. I don't think Trevor Lawrence, everything I read about him is that he's not going to let any of this stuff, whether it's the Jets and um, uh, the Jags tanking for Trevor Lawrence. He claims he did not watch games and was like on the edge of his seat, like, oh my gosh, what's happening the entire season? Now, toward the end, he was like a little interested, but it didn't consume him. And he says in the article that, nothing he does on the football field will define him. And that that's also great awareness. But you go and look at Trevor Lawrence on social media, and again, I, I'm not saying social media is everything. People can um, try to pretend that there's somebody they're not. But a lot of Trevor Lawrence's social media is family, his girlfriend, and football. Like, that seems to be the kind of guy he is, which I think is great. A diverse guy who's not going to throw every single thing he's got into football. You don't see 50 zillion posts from Trevor Lawrence about working out. Now, I'm sure he does work out, but it's not his identity is not, I'm a football player. It's like, I'm a human being who's very religious. I'm a family guy, and I do play football. And I totally respect that. And I just wonder at what point does the NFL media say, well, Trevor Lawrence doesn't love football. Because remember, they did this to Colin Kaepernick. When Colin Kaepernick tried to get back in the league, they're like, "Well, look at his social media. It's all about race. Well, that he's clearly passionate about that. Um, does he love football? Like that's what they do. The media does that. Now, for me, I I try not to not to go down that well. You know, I, I try not to. It's difficult. I'm gonna listen. I'm doing five podcasts a week here. I do a Saturday radio show. I write stuff for Fox Sports. I, I, again, I'm going on Undisputed tomorrow. Like. When you're doing a lot of media, you got to say a lot of stuff. You can't repeat the same thing. So I'm sure at some point I said, you know, does X love football? Or does he love being a celebrity? Because that question's coming for Trevor Lawrence. Now, not necessarily the celebrity angle, but just does he love it? And when you look at Andrew Luck walking away at 29, is there any concern that Trevor Lawrence, yeah, five, six, seven years in, just says, you know what? I had a good run. I made a lot of money. Peace. I'm out because again, it's just an article, but Trevor Lawrence, all the people around him, his high school coach, um, it, it, trainers, he doesn't care about awards. He could walk away from football and not care. like on on some level, I totally respect that as a fan of, say, if I were a fan of the Jaguars, I <laughs> maybe be a little concerned, but again, this is we're talking about one of the great quarterbacks to come out of college in a long time. And it's weird that nobody's talking about this. And Trevor Lawrence at all. Like you barely hear his name. I, I do we forget how amazing of a player this guy is? And spotless background. This is where I take a quick twenty-second time out and remind people. Um Deshaun Watson came out of Clemson, had a spotless background. I'm gonna go ahead and just leave that on the leave that out there. Um so I don't know. I, I'm not down on Trevor Lawrence. I thought this article was super interesting and it kind of opens the door for a real level discussion. Like what if you don't, uh, love a sport and you're going to be a professional athlete in it? Can you be successful? I think you can. I mean, we, we read, uh, stories. I think we talked about on this podcast leading up to the draft about Anthony Edwards, I don't know if you guys remember him coming out of Georgia. Got drafted first by the Timberwolves. There was this chatter, and again, it's just chatter. Does he love basketball? You know, is he a gym rat? You know, th- th- these narratives built about we want to draft a guy who's going to be the first man in and the last guy out. We want a guy who's just a grinder. Well, I, on some level, that may not be great. I know it's a in, in you know in practicality, it sounds good sounds awesome. You want a hard worker, but there's working smart and there's working hard. And just because you show up early and leave late, it doesn't mean you're getting any better. You might be doing all the wrong things when you're showing up early and leaving late. I read a great article, I don't know, maybe 20 years ago, profile of Mike Bloomberg. And one of his big things was, I'm just going to outwork everybody. I'm going to get into, uh, I think it was like Uh, Goldman, he started out at Goldman. or so, So one of these big, big shops in New York, and he was in there like before any of the big bosses, they would always see him come in and he was staying late and he was getting ahead. And like, listen, it does work for some people. It certainly does. I don't think that's for everybody. Now for me, I do love sports. I really love, I mean, again, I'm coaching uh, with some other dads, you know, some fourth graders coaching second grade girls with some other dads, like we're including, we want to be inclusive and bring people in and help people out. You know, we, we I love this. I am watching some games at night. Um, I, I'm texting people in the industry. Hey, what are you hearing about Cade Cunningham? What are you hearing about Jalen Waddle? By the way, I'm hearing Waddle and Smith, the Alabama receivers in the draft. They're not falling because of anything they've done, but I'm hearing that teams like them a lot. But guess what? 5'10", 170-pound receivers aren't long for the NFL. And you can find a bigger guy who's not as fast or as flashy in the second round and the third round. Go look at the history of where some of the better receivers were taken. They didn't go in the first round. And I will take this uh, one last moment to point out that number one quarterbacks— do not have a ton of success in the NFL. I said this stat earlier, only three of them were taken first overall, won a Super Bowl, and made the Hall of Fame. Elway, Aikman, Payton. There is a massive, massive task ahead for Trevor Lawrence. I hope he's up to it, and I believe he will be up to it. I'm not going to make any crazy projections now, but I'll tell you this. For me, Jacksonville is going to be a bet on team this year. And I do believe maybe not this year playoffs, but I think they're a playoff team sooner than a lot of people think. I think pretty in pretty short order the Steelers here are going to take a step back unless they can find a quarterback. Um, I also believe the Titans are headed back to the pack. I'm not sure the Patriots can get back up that mountain, and I think the AFC starts to open up to some new teams. Uh, not yet, my Jets are not yet there, but I really like Trevor Lawrence. I'm all in, folks. I am all in on Trevor Lawrence. I love his story, and I would recommend go checking out that story in Sports Illustrated.
0: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions.
1: You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin Use the tire decision guide to get a personalized tire recommendation—the right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of BF Goodrich tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to tirerackcom colon to see their BF Goodrich test results. Tire ratings and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com the way tire buying should be.
2: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel? It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
4: I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico, Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Scentiva. Also available in Grapefruit and Lavender Scents at a nearby retail store.
3: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
5: All right, we'll wrap up quickly with a couple words on Nets 117, Sixers 123. I know, I know, Jason, it's an April NBA game it doesn't matter. Well, not totally. Because the Sixers and Nets are battling for first in the East and first is kind of significant. You don't want second because guess what? Milwaukee's going to be third. So if you get the top seed, you avoid the Bucks until the conference finals. Or I mean, you know, the opposite of Sixers or Nets. So Sixers win. Embiid is unstoppable. Uh, 39, 13. I saw a stat that he has the most first halves with 20 points and five rebounds in the league this year. Um, and the story for the Nets was no James Harden, no Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving by himself. He was magical scoring, 37 points. He did have nine assists, but the rest of the Nets did not shoot well from three. The team, four of 21. Kyrie was one of three, so everybody not named Kyrie three for 18 from three. That's not going to get the job done. But I don't know who wants to make this a thing because guess what? When James Harden and and Kevin Durant are there, it's a different story. Um, I will say the one thing that I noticed that was interesting – was the Sixers bench seemed to inspire some actually more confidence than I thought the Nets bench because these are guys with defined roles Mike Scott's coming in he's going to take a couple threes he's going to kind of goon it up and you can count on him for a couple points uh Fibel, really good defender he fouls a lot Shake Milton is essentially becoming you know their best scorer off the bench Maxi did not play um I I really think this Sixers team if they get the number 1 seed they will play, uh, who will they play in the first round? it will probably be the winner of the um, 9-10 game. So we're looking at uh, Indiana, Chicago. By the way, my Bulls, ooh, they look terrible. It would be a travesty if like Washington or Toronto passed the Bulls um, and snuck in. Pacers are not going to be a threat. Bulls are not going to be a threat. Charlotte, I, I just don't see it happening. They're starting to fall apart. Uh, without Gordon Hayward and LaMelo Ball. And and so now you're like, oh, Sixers are going to win the first round, and then the second round, they're going to get probably Hawks or Celtics or Heat. Now, the Heat are the interesting team. We know they haven't been there totally this season, but they have the talent. Celtics, you know I'm bullish. I remain bullish. Um, But if you're the number two seed, you're probably going to have to battle Thibodeau's Knicks in the first round, and you know that he's not going to get punked. They will play very hard. And then in the second round, you're going to face the Bucs. So it'll be, so the Nets don't want that two seed. And um, I don't know. I think they're probably going to have to play KD and Harden a lot here down the stretch to get it. Overall, no big sweeping takeaways from the game. Uh, Elsewhere in the league, I will just say this the Clippers continue to luck box their way into victories. Okay? No Paul George, no Kawhi Leonard. And Reggie Jackson bails them out by beating the Pistons with, like, two seconds left on, on a 20-footer. And Reggie Jackson at 29 carried them. Luke Kennard, 17 points on 17 shots. Like, th- this is just not a good Clippers team. We know Kawhi's load managing, getting ready for the playoffs. The Paul George toe injury bears watching. But uh, overall, I'm just telling you, the Clippers aren't, they're not built for the postseason. And um, that, that'll do it for today's pod. We'll talk to you tomorrow.
2: With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events,